This is episode 129, Answering Your Life's Calling with Carrie. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the show. So great to have you here. Thank you to all of you who've been leaving ratings and reviews. So appreciated. Got an awesome episode for you today. Cover a lot of ground around answering your soul's calling and making career transitions. Before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. The first one is FreshBooks. So for all you creative professionals out there, you really need to be using FreshBooks. Here's the thing. We all need to cultivate fresh ideas to keep our businesses going. And that's where FreshBooks can help. They make cloud accounting software for creative professionals that's so straightforward to use. You'll save hours every week and have more time to let your creativity flourish. If that's not enough, the FreshBooks platform has been rebuilt from the ground up. They've taken simplicity and speed to an entirely new level and added powerful new features. I can't cover them all, but sending a branded invoice in under 30 seconds and enabling online payments in two clicks is a good place to start. There's also a new projects feature where you can invite employees or contractors to collaborate and easily share information, files, and updates. If you're listening to this and not using FreshBooks yet, now would be the time to try it. FreshBooks is offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for all my listeners. No credit card required. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash Christine and enter over it and on with it in the how did you hear about us section. And ladies, when it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right size for you. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes AA through G and half cup sizes, Third Love. Third Love uses thousands of real women's measurements and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that fit better and feel great. Did you know that most old school bra brands only carry 15 sizes? Well, Third Love has 60 sizes, including half cups. Never heard of half cup sizes? That's because no one else does it. Third Love knows there's a perfect fit for everyone. So sign up now because they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. To find the bra you've been waiting for, all you have to do is answer a few simple questions from Third Love's Fit Finder quiz. It just takes 60 seconds and you can do it all from the comfort of your home. So you'll never have that awkward fitting room experience again. Try a Third Love bra. It's so comfortable you might forget you're wearing it. And if you don't agree, Returns and exchanges are always easy and free. So go to thirdlove.com slash over it now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash over it. Okay. So like I said, this episode is about answering your calling. Carrie, our caller is really compelled to pursue what she feels like is her soul's calling in terms of a career. And I know many of you feel that way and it's painful to feel like you're not living into your potential or not answering your soul's calling. If that is you and you are ready to step out and answer your soul's calling, or maybe you feel like you're already doing it, you're already living your purpose, but you're not doing it at the level that you really desire, then I highly recommend you join me for B-School this year. And the cart is closing very quickly. Most of you know what B-School is, but if you don't, B-School is the online training program for modern entrepreneurs. It's run by one of the biggest badasses I know in the entrepreneurial field, a friend and colleague of mine, Marie Forleo. She is the best at teaching how to build an online business in a fun way. 
Go to christinehassler.com slash bschool where you can learn about all my bonuses. I'm offering some really great bonuses, including a free masterminding day with me in California. You also get coaching calls, meditations, access to my courses, a Facebook group, all kinds of stuff. We really, really, really want to help you build your business, step into your full purpose and potential and do what you love. It's painful to feel like you're not really doing what you love. So again, go to christinehassler.com slash bschool. You can also email jill at christinehassler.com. She's happy to answer any questions, talk you through any concerns that you have and really help you discern if bschool is right for you. But remember, the cart is closing March 1st, so you only have a couple days. So I'm rounding out my trip to Australia and I had something really sweet happen last week. I was sitting at a restaurant in Bondi Beach where I was staying and one of the listeners from the show came up and said, hey, are you Christine? And I said, yeah, I am. And I had just been at the gym and I was all sweaty and gross getting my breakfast, but she happened to be there alone. And I'm like, why don't you sit down and talk to me for a bit? Because she was also a coach, specifically a health coach. And I was just talking to her about you know where she was feeling like she was held back or where she was having some blocks in her business. And a big one for her was around being seen. Like she was afraid to do a post, afraid to put herself out there. And so I said, all right, I have 45 minutes. And by the time I'm going to leave this breakfast, you are going to do an Instagram post. And all kinds of stuff came up inside her. Uh, doubts, that fight or flight response, which you're going to hear more about in my call with Carrie today too. Just all the things that that block us from just putting ourselves out there and doing what we love, all that came out. But I just sat with her, just sat with her. And I'm like, you can do this. You can do this. It's safe to be seen. We're going to push through this together. We're going to break this pattern of you going into a fear response. And by the end of lunch, she ended up doing a post. And actually it was a post of her and I, because that morning she had thought, Hey, I know Christine's in Bondi beach. I'd really like to bump into her. (laughs) And she did. So that speaks to both the power of overcoming our blocks around being seen and that power of manifestation. So for any of you that have that fear around being seen, we all have that, but you really can't let that hold you back. And really people aren't as scary as you think, and people aren't judging you as much as you think. So Stop limiting yourself and stop holding back all the amazing things you have to share because you're afraid to be seen. As you're listening to this call with Carrie, consider, do you feel a longing to do something differently that's more in alignment with what you feel is your soul's calling? Do you have fears around being seen? How are you with yourself when you make mistakes or perceive that you have failed? Does a part of you know that of course you can have all your dreams, but then there's another part that really doubts it's possible? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my call with Carrie. Carrie, welcome to the show. What's your question? Thanks, Christine, for taking my call. Um, I'm looking for some support around a career transition that's going to be happening for me at the end of June. So last week I put in my notification at my current job that I will not be renewing my contract. So as of June 30th, I don't have a job, which is exciting and scary at the same time. Yes. Well, first, let me just say congratulations. That's a big step to take. So congratulations. What made you decide that? I felt like I was coming from, from a much more neutral space than I had in the past because I had a similar job like this five years ago. Mm -hmm. And recently just with the skills that I've learned through your personal mastery course and the, um, all of the wonderful skills I've learned through the university of Santa Monica's program in spiritual Mm -hmm. spiritual psychology. Mm -hmm. Um, 
my soul is just yearning for something else, something okay. different. And okay. So you feel complete in other words. I feel, I feel complete. And yeah. you feel like you're not making a reaction based on, you know, some unresolved issue, something that you're judging. You just really feel like it's time for a change. Exactly. It's beautiful. So why does the transition feel scary? Well, I, there's a limiting belief that I've been working with. <laughs> um, and that is that I can't have the life and the career that I really want. And 50% of me is on board with that. And 50% is not. Um, and, and the 50% that's not, what's the reason? I guess I'm, I'm really starting to make self honoring choices and seeing the results of what changing your mindset will create. So I'm mm-hmm. starting to see a lot of my external environment change. And I sort of feel like that, you know, it's so new for me. It's so different that I'm seeing glimpses of it, but taking this big leap of, you know, knowing that I don't have a job at the end of June, part of me is really excited, but then another part of me, um, but let me go back because you jumped over the question. So what are the reasons why you can't have a job that you like and be successful at it? That 50% that believes it, what are the reasons? Why can't you? I feel like I don't fully trust myself and I don't fully trust God. Okay. What don't you trust about yourself? So it's not so much that you don't believe it's possible. It's that you don't think you can make it happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess I just, the, the confident feelings that I'm feeling are very new. And so I don't really trust that I will be able to translate that maybe into something that's not, um, structured and, you know, Mm -hmm. I've got my regular paycheck and all of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what about yourself do you not trust? I think just my abilities Mm -hmm. and my abilities to make decisions that I can follow through on. Is, and what evidence do you have that that's true about you? Well, I left this career five years ago and tried to start a couple of different businesses and they, none of them worked out. So I had to kind of go back mm-hmm. and do this career again. Cause I felt like I, at that time I felt like a victim and I didn't have a choice and I don't believe that anymore. But, um, you know, I, that I felt like that was the only thing I could do. And so I went back to it at that point and didn't really allow myself to feel all the very uncomfortable feelings that went with trying to start a business. Mm-hmm. And what are the uncomfortable feelings that go with starting a business? I think fully putting myself out there mm-hmm. and being seen and failing, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> over and over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the limiting belief is, you know, I can't do what I love and be successful at it, or I can't have it all. That's kind of the gist of it, right? Is that how you'd yeah. summarize it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what you're telling yourself is the limiting belief. I think it's more, this is more an issue of you having such high standards for yourself and, <laughs> and being so unforgiving when you quote unquote fail Yeah, that this limiting belief is just a convenient one to fall back on if you fail or if it doesn't work. Yeah. You can go, totally oh, makes sense. yeah. Oh, well, you know, I can't have it all. I believe that. So da, 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 da. When really this has more to do with your relationship with yourself 
and your relationship to failure and the high standards and the pressure you put on yourself. Hmm. That seems more like it. (laughs) Yeah. Why does that seem more like it? Um, that's just how up until now, how I've, I've really treated myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to be your own boss. Is that the kind of boss you would want? A boss that doesn't let any employee make mistakes, is constantly hard on his or her employees, is driving, 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 has unrealistic expectations and expects perfection? No. Well, that's, that's the kind of boss you're going to be. Yeah. What kind of boss do you want to be instead? One that is compassionate and one that encourages mistakes and, you know, mistakes really just being opportunities to learn Mm -hmm. and not really quote failures. But here's the thing, Carrie, I think that you know that, like, you know, that's the right thing to say. Mm -hmm. And I think you think that's okay for other people, but I don't think that you've really integrated that it's okay for you to make a mistake. Yeah, I can see that. Why is it not okay for you to make a mistake? What do you make making a mistake mean? What do you make failure mean? And why do you hold yourself to a different standard than you would hold another? I think I make it mean, I don't know, I'm really stuck. (laughs) Um, What's happening inside you right now? Just a lot of tenseness Mm -hmm. and like frustration with myself. Like, why can't I think of what to say? Right, right. But see, this (laughs) this is is the pattern. Yeah. Whenever you get put into a position where you feel any kind of stress, this is what happens. Absolutely. You're 100% right. Yeah. I don't like being put on the spot. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Because it, um, it's like, oh, i got to think of the right answer. Right. And that's not, that's not coming from, from who I am as, you know, it, it's not. That's from my head, not from my heart. Right. Well, that's a learned response. Yeah. There's, there's a programming in there that thinks, you know, you've got to have the right answer and you've got to decide right now. And that I don't know is not acceptable. Yeah. And so if in any kind of tense or stressful situations, you go into basically fight or flight, you know, you go into that part of your nervous system that revs you up. No wonder why going and working for yourself or taking a risk is going to feel scary because there's going to be many opportunities where you're going to have to come up with an answer or you're going to feel pressured about something. And if your default is to go into a stress response, that's exhausting and that is scary because that will wear you down. Yeah. So take a deep breath. And I just want you to hear it's okay that you don't have all the answers. It's okay that you don't have this all figured out. It's okay that you've done a lot of personal growth work and you're still learning. It's okay that I can ask you a question and you might not have the perfect answer. It's okay that you don't have it all together all the time. It's okay for you to be messy and uncertain and unsure. And that doesn't mean you're failing. It just means you're human.
Why did you choose to be a speech pathologist? Um, I've always liked working with kids. And my dad was a teacher and I observed speech pathologists in his school. And I, I really, really love the rapport that I'm able to build with, with, um, with my students and kind of that, you know, getting them to trust me. And, um, I just really like one-on-one work and, um, I love how, the kids that I've worked with have been able to open me up so much Mm -hmm. more and, um, allow me to be messy because they like to have fun. Exactly. And, and I like to have fun with them. So I forget about all that stuff when I'm with them. Yes. And if you look at speech pathologists, kids are coming because their speech isn't quote unquote perfect. Right, And we often go and try to heal ourselves or learn how to be with ourselves by choosing careers or relationships or something that remind us of some unloved aspect of ourselves. And so you were able to go into this field where people aren't perfect and you love them anyway. You don't see their imperfections. You don't see their mistakes. You just see them as learning. Right. When they mispronounce a P or can't say an R, are you hard on them? No, not at all. No. How are you instead? Encouraging and compassionate and willing to, you know, motivate them in a way that's meaningful to them. And that doesn't make them feel wrong or broken. Right. Right. So can you see how you chose this career so you could discover this aspect of yourself that eventually you could turn inward on yourself? Yes. And for you to really be complete with this job by June, this part of you has to be more embodied inside of you. Otherwise you're just going to carry it right into the next career and you're not going to have these kids as constant reminders. Yeah. So it's almost like you're more afraid of how you're going to be with yourself if you fail than actual failure. Yeah. So what's coming up for you as we're talking? Just how incredibly hard I've been on myself. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how I wouldn't do that with my students. Mm -mm. That was a really um, beautiful connection that you made there. Mm -hmm. And and how, how... how much wisdom does your soul have to have chosen a career path that has taught you how to model that? I mean, that's one of the reasons I think that I've chosen what I've chosen. I've my whole life, I had such a fierce inner critic and did not have a lot of compassion or patience with myself. And so I got into a career where really that's the key is to have compassion and patience with people. And luckily I found this part of me that, that coaches that eventually I turned inward on myself And it was a game changer. Yeah. Not for my career, but for me. And so how wise and how beautiful that you picked that path. But as you come to completion about it, I think these last few months, it's really about the integration. And I'm not surprised that you ended up back there after trying to start a business on your own because you missed this piece. Yeah. You didn't take the part of you that is so loving and patient with them with you. So you had to go back and reinforce it more. 
and see that people are allowed to make mistakes. It's how they learn. Yeah, absolutely. And that you can teach someone the quote unquote better way of speaking without making them feel like they're wrong or broken. Yeah, that's a really good point. (laughs) So you need to learn how to improve and grow and create without the judgment that you messed up in some way or weren't enough or did it wrong. So can you really see that as a speech pathologist, you've mastered how to help people grow and teach kids how to speak more clearly without making them feel wrong or broken? Yes. And can you see how important it is for you to reorient your own growth, both personally and professionally, the same way? You can make improvements, that you can mess up, and it doesn't mean that you're broken or that you failed. Yeah, I'm definitely starting to see that. And I I don't know that I actually want to fully step away from this because coming back around to this the second time, um, because I'm, even though I'm still hard on myself, I'm less hard on myself than I was the first time. And like I mentioned before, I'm, I'm feeling neutral about leaving because I do feel like I don't have that anger and that mm-hmm. like hating being there, but I do feel like it would be really wonderful to incorporate everything I've learned and all of my skills into something that's a little bit more aligned with kind of my values and my, my soul's higher purpose. So I'm not against, um, continuing the work as a speech pathologist, but I would love to be able to incorporate, you know, everything that I've learned through, you know, USM and the coaching trainings I've had and everything. Um, what are you planning to do after June? Well, I haven't, (laughs) I actually haven't really made that decision yet because I feel like as each month goes on is so much, so much has been shifting and changing that what I'm interested in creating has been shifting and changing. So I have some ideas, but nothing really, I'm trying to give myself the space, um, to kind of go within a little bit more and, co-create, you know, with, with the universe, what exactly it is that I want to do, but that isn't clear yet. And why do you think it isn't clear? I have a guess. (laughs) Um, because I'm still missing this piece Mm -hmm. of, you know, being gentle with myself, you know, sort of the way I am with my students, Mm -hmm. um, and parents too, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy that aspect of, parent education and just mm-hmm. comforting them because they're, they get overwhelmed about their kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really believe there is, you know, there's a reason why this is ending, um, and something else is beginning, but I don't exactly know, except for the fact that just continuing to do the inner work that I'm doing. Um, well, yes. And because you're such a, perf- would you identify with being a perfectionist? High yes. standards. Okay. Yeah. You almost might go be going overboard on the inner work and the soul mm-hmm. searching and the soul seeking. Okay. So I would just back away from it all and really just focus on your way of being with yourself. 
and get a clear picture in your mind about the kind of boss you want to be to yourself. Because if you're going to go start your own thing, that's the most important relationship to get right inside yourself. So I would stop kind of the soul searching of what am I here to do? What is my calling? Blah, blah, blah. Because no matter what it is, this is going to get in your way. You could, you could have, you know, a, a dream where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to go work with camels. That is my life mission. I must go do that. But if you don't get over this fear of being a terrible boss to yourself, it won't matter how clear the call is. You'll still trip over yourself and it won't feel good. It'll feel even worse because you'll feel this amazing calling, but you'll keep sabotaging or failing or making mistakes and beating yourself up. And it just, it, it won't feel good. Is this making sense? Yeah, it is. And if my, my hunch is if you really see the blessings of this current job, see the lessons start to really integrate the way you are with your students into the way you are with yourself, really catch yourself when you're being mean, when you're being a perfectionist, when you're having these standards that you'd never enforce on anyone else other than yourself. And you really greet them with compassion and patience. And how do I really want to teach myself through this? How do I want to coach myself through this? How do I want to advise myself through this in a way that's loving, gentle, and kind? Then like I said, my hunch is the next steps will be revealed or opportunities will come in, or maybe you'll decide you want to be a speech therapist, but on your own, not working for someone else. Who knows? But the likelihood of that being revealed is going to go up if you're not afraid of how you're going to be with yourself when that finally happens. Because the other thing that could happen is the more you feel calling the more committed you are to it, the higher your expectations and standards could go because it feels so important. Yeah. But what's more important than our call is how we pursue it. And if we pursue it with perfectionism and high levels of expectation and a massive fear of fear of failure, because we're going to beat the crap out of ourselves, then it becomes more of a curse than a calling. So take another breath and tell me what's present in your body mind now. There's still, there's still some tightness. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, in my throat actually of all places. No coincidence. Yeah. So what do you think needs to come out? What needs to be said? (laughs) Well, one of the things that, um, I don't I think it was you that said this before. It was that, um, you know, stop making yourself a self-improvement project mm-hmm. or was that something mm-hmm. that you said? Yep. Um, that is coming up <laughs> for me mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes from the, the high standards and the, mm-hmm. you know, which is interesting because I feel like, um, a lot of that stuff is not coming up currently with my work now where, um, it used to. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, it's gotten to a point where it's more comfortable, but you know, I, I used to be way harder on myself than I, than I 
am currently and I know it's still there, but I guess there's a part of me that's like, God, why is this taking so long? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that it's beautiful that your soul has gotten you to the point, your higher wisdom has gotten you to the point where you're feeling really peaceful and content at work. I think where the stress and the expectation is coming from is this pressure you're putting on yourself to decide and to know. And yeah, even though you yeah. say I'm co-creating and yada, yada, you know, June is coming and I can feel the pressure you're putting on yourself. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, let all that go. Cause part of the constriction in the throat too is about surrender yeah. and really surrender to being led and go, wow, I really have shifted things at my current job. So rather than focus on June, I'm going to really enjoy this place I've gotten to and really practice turning it within. I'm going to really practice embodying it. I can show up that way at work. I can be this way with myself in relation to my job. Let me embody it even deeper. And that's the opportunity you have right now. Yeah. So if I say to you, there's nothing you need to know right now. There's nothing you need to decide. It's all going to be revealed. What happens to the tightness in your throat? It's uh, kind of feeling warm now mm-hmm. and it's, it's lessening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anytime you feel that tightness, it means you're putting pressure on yourself <sighs> and, and pressure and expectation on yourself to control and decide and think it's all up to you. And it just is a, your body reminding you that you can surrender, you can let go and you can trust. So, from this place, where do you see you are? What's the opportunity right in front of you? Don't think about June. Think about right now. Just continuing to, to show up with my students and allowing them to allow me to get into that, that really fun place that they really teach me every single day and just translate some of that compassion that I have towards them, towards myself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause really they are amazing teachers yep. for me. Beautiful. That's not too hard. Is it? No. <laughs> Can it's that not. feel just exciting and not scary? Yes. Yes, it is. It's very, I mean, they really inspire me. So it's not, it's not hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure you inspire them too beautiful. Did this give you some clarity? Yes. Thank you, Carrie, for your honesty and vulnerability on this call. As you heard, Carrie has done a lot of personal development work. So my coaching style was really to ask her a lot of questions. I really wanted to get underneath her belief about not being able to have the job she loves and make money. She thought the limiting belief was I can't have it all, but something about that felt not quite it. And as you heard, what we got to is that she really didn't believe it was possible. She didn't think she could make it happen, which comes down to a doubt in herself. And we talked about how this doubt plays out. So much of her fear of starting her new career came from how she doubted herself, which came from how she is with herself when she makes mistakes. She has such high standards and expectations of herself. She put so much pressure on herself and the pressure she was putting on herself to do it right and succeed was really keeping her from getting the momentum that she needs. That's why I spoke so much to her about the kind of boss that she wants. I asked her, 
Is that the kind of boss you want? A boss that has high standards and puts tons of pressure on you and doesn't speak nicely to you. She's like, no, not at all. That's not the kind of boss I want. That's not the kind of boss I want to be. So we had to look at that. What kind of boss do you want to be instead? It's amazing how the way we treat other people, like we give maybe other people that work for us so much leeway and people in our life just so much leeway. But when we make mistakes or we're the boss of ourselves, oh my gosh, we're so hard on ourselves. We make so many things not okay for ourselves that we make okay with other people. And we can't hold ourselves to a different standard than we do others. Another thing I covered with Carrie that also happened with the young woman who I met at the cafe in Bondi Beach is anytime she feels stressed, anytime she feels put on the spot, anytime she has to make a decision or put herself out there, she goes into a stress response. Her amygdala and her brain fires off and she almost goes into fight or flight and that paralyzes her. So it's so important to take that pressure off, not just talking to Carrie here, talking to all of y'all, Take that pressure off. Take a deep breath whenever you're about to put yourself out there or make a choice or make a change and tell yourself it's okay and tell yourself you're safe and tell yourself it's safe to be seen so you don't go into that stress response. The other thing I wanted to talk about is Carrie kept talking about her soul's higher purpose. I really don't feel that our soul comes in with a specific career in mind. I think so many times we think our career is our soul's purpose and our soul's longing. Really our career is just an expression of our desires and what we're most in alignment with. Don't think you're not going to fill the destiny of your soul if you don't have some career that feels like, oh my gosh, this is my calling. We fulfill the destiny of our soul by completing our life curriculum, our life lessons, by learning and growing in consciousness. It doesn't always come in the form of the career. There's also a conversation about her going too far on the inner work. I often feel that soul searching can be a distraction. I see so many people get stuck in the personal development world. One more course, one more workshop, one more thing I need to discover about myself. If I work on my issues with my mother or my issues with high school more, then maybe finally I'll write that book or write that blog. Sometimes you have to stop doing the inner work and just start doing the outer work. Integrate the lessons. Feeling and calling is not enough. You have to answer that by shifting how you are inside with yourself and then taking action. Carrie also asked, why is this taking so long? It's a question a lot of us ask ourselves. I still ask myself that with some of my patterns. We must acknowledge the progress we've made. We can't always look at what's still there, you know, what's still to do. We have to look at how much we've done. I said this to Carrie and I'm saying it to you. There's nothing you need to know or decide right now. It's all going to be revealed. She and you need to tell that to yourself. You can trust. Some takeaways for you. I asked Carrie, what's the opportunity right here in front of you right now? What are you missing because you're looking too far ahead? Second, consider a recent mistake you made or failure. How were you with yourself? If you beat the crap out of yourself, maybe it's really time to look at the way you treat yourself when you make a mistake. Next, put yourself out there. Be seen. Don't wait to be perfect. Don't wait to be healed. Don't wait to get it right. Put yourself out there, start sharing your message. And again, if I can help you with that through B-School, I would love to. B-School really, really helps you get over the blocks around being seen and gets you to just do it. So again, it's christinehasler.com slash B-School. 
And finally, dissect your limiting beliefs. Like, are you really accurate? Are you really spot on with the limiting beliefs? Like for Carrie, she thought it was, well, I can't have it all. But really, the limiting beliefs was she didn't think it was possible for her. Came down to self-doubt. So dissect your limiting beliefs. So you can really drill down on the exact one. Because if you find the exact one that's holding you back, it's way easier to shift. All right, everybody. That's the show for today. I'm sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 